Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 23, Texts 51 through 57, Devahuti's Lamentation, and Chapter 24, The Renunciation of Cardamamoni, Texts 1 through 9. Text 51. Sri Devahuti said, My Lord, you have fulfilled all the promises you gave me. Yet, because I am your surrendered soul, you should give me fearlessness too. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Devahuti requested her husband to grant her something without fear. As a wife, she was a fully surrendered soul to her husband, and it is the responsibility of the husband to give the wife fearlessness. How one awards fearlessness to his subordinate is mentioned in the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. One who cannot get freed from the clutches of death is dependent and he should not become a spiritual master, nor a husband, nor a kinsman, nor a father, nor a mother, etc. It is the duty of the superior to give fearlessness to the subordinate. To take charge of someone, therefore, either as a father, mother, spiritual master, relative, or husband, one must accept the responsibility to give his ward freedom from the fearful situation of material existence. Material existence is always fearful and full of anxiety. Devahuti was saying, You have given me all sorts of material comforts by your yogic power, and since you are now prepared to go away, you must also give me your last award so that I may get freed from this material conditional life. Text 52 My dear Brahmana, as far as your daughters are concerned, they will find their own suitable husbands and go away to their respective homes. But who will give me solace after your departure as a sannyasi? Purport by Srila Prabhupada. It is said that the father himself becomes the son in another form. The father and son are therefore considered to be non-different. A widow who has her son is actually not a widow because she has the representative of her husband. Similarly, Devahuti is indirectly asking Kardamamoni to leave a representative, so that in his absence she might be relieved of her anxieties by a suitable son. A householder is not expected to remain home for all his days. After getting his sons and daughters married, a householder can retire from household life, leaving his wife in charge of the grown-up sons. That is the social convention of the Vedic system. Devahuti 
is indirectly asking that in his absence from home, there be at least one male child to give her relief from her anxieties. This relief means spiritual instruction. Relief does not mean material comforts. Material comforts will end with the end of the body, but spiritual instruction will not end. It will go on with the spirit soul. Instruction in spiritual advancement is necessary, but without having a worthy son, how could Devahuti advance in spiritual knowledge? It is the duty of the husband to liquidate his debt to his wife. The wife gives her sincere service to the husband, and he becomes indebted to her because one cannot accept service from his subordinate without giving him something in exchange. The spiritual master cannot accept service from a disciple without awarding him spiritual instruction. That is the reciprocation of love and duty. Thus, Devahuri reminds her husband, Kardamamuni, that she has rendered him faithful service. Even considering the situation on the basis of liquidating his debt toward his wife, he must give a male child before he leaves. Indirectly, Devahuti requests her husband to remain at home a few days more, or at least until a male child is born. Text 53 Until now, we have simply wasted so much of our time in sense gratification, neglecting to cultivate knowledge of the Supreme Lord. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Human life is not meant to be wasted like that of the animals and sense gratificatory activities. Animals always engage in sense gratification, eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. But that is not the engagement of the human being, although because of the material body, there is need of sense gratification according to a regulative principle. So in effect, Devahuti said to her husband, So far, we have these daughters, and we have enjoyed material life in the aerial mansion, traveling all over the universe. These boons have come by your grace, but they have all been for sense gratification. Now there must be something for my spiritual advancement. Text 54 Not knowing your transcendental situation, I have loved you while remaining attached to the objects of the senses. Nonetheless, let the affinity I have developed for you rid me of all fear. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti is lamenting her possession. As a woman, she had to love someone. Somehow or other, she came to love Kardamamuni, but without knowing of his spiritual advancement. Kardamamuni could understand Devahuti's heart, 
Generally, all women desire material enjoyment. They are called less intelligent because they are mostly prone to material enjoyment. Devahuti laments because her husband had given her the best kind of material enjoyment, but she did not know that he was so advanced in spiritual realization. Her plea was that even though she did not know the glories of her great husband, because she had taken shelter of him, she must be delivered from material entanglement. Association with a great personality is most important. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Chaitanya says that Saru Sangha, the association of a great saintly person, is very important because even if one is not advanced in knowledge, simply by association with a great saintly person, one can immediately make considerable advancement in spiritual life. As a woman, as an ordinary wife, Devahuti became attached to Kardamamuni in order to satisfy her sense enjoyment and other material necessities. But actually, she associated with a great personality. Now, she understood this, and she wanted to utilize the advantage of the association of her great husband. Text 55 Association for sense gratification is certainly the path of bondage, but the same type of association performed with a saintly person leads to the path of liberation, even if performed without knowledge. Report by Srila Prabhupada The association of a saintly person in any way bears the same result. For example, Lord Krishna met many kinds of living entities, and some he treated as an enemy, and some he treated as an agent for sense gratification. It is generally said that the gopis were attracted to Krishna for sense gratification, and yet they became first-class devotees of the Lord. Kamsa, Shishupal, Dantavakra, and other demons, however, were related to Krishna as enemies. But whether they associated with Krishna as enemies or for sense gratification, out of fear or as pure devotees, they all got liberation. That is the result of association with the Lord. Even if one does not understand who he is, the results have the same efficacy. Association with a great saintly person also results in liberation just as whether one goes towards fire knowingly or unknowingly. The fire will make one warm. Devahuti expresses her gratefulness, for although she wanted to associate with Kardamamuni only for sense gratification, because he was spiritually great, she was sure to be liberated by his benediction. Text 56. Anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life, anyone whose religious ritualistic performances 
do not raise him to renunciation. And anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead must be considered dead, although he is breathing. Report by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti's statement is that since she was attached to living with her husband for sense gratification, which does not lead to liberation from material entanglement, her life was simply a waste of time. Any work one performs that does not lead to the state of religious life is useless activity. Everyone is by nature inclined to do some sort of work, and when that work leads one to religious life, and religious life leads one to renunciation, and renunciation leads one to devotional service, one attains the perfection of work. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, any work that does not lead ultimately to the standard of devotional service is a cause of bondage in the material world. Jagnarthat karmanonyatra loko yam karmabandhana. Unless one is gradually elevated to the position of devotional service, beginning from his natural activity, he is to be considered a dead body. Work, which does not lead one to the understanding of Krishna consciousness, is considered useless. Text 57 My Lord, surely I have been solidly cheated by the insurmountable illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For in spite of having obtained your association, which gives liberation from material bondage, I did not seek such liberation. Report by Srila Prabhupada An intelligent man should utilize good opportunities. The first opportunity is the human form of life and the second opportunity is to take birth in a suitable family where there is cultivation of spiritual knowledge. This is rarely obtained. The greatest opportunity is to have the association of a saintly person. Devahuti was conscious that she was born as the daughter of an emperor. She was sufficiently educated and cultured, and at last she got Kardamamuni a saintly person, and a great yogi, as her husband. Still, if she did not get liberation from the entanglement of material energy, then certainly she would be cheated by the insurmountable illusory energy. Actually, the illusory material energy is cheating everyone. People do not know what they are doing. When they worship the material energy, in the form of goddess Kali, or Durga, for material boons. They ask, Mother, give me riches, give me a good wife, give me fame, give me victory. But such devotees of Maya, or Durga, do not know that they are being cheated by that goddess. 
Material achievement is actually no achievement, because as soon as one is illusioned by the material gifts, he becomes more and more entangled, and there is no question of liberation. One should be intelligent enough to know how to utilize the material assets for the purpose of spiritual realization. That is called karma yoga, or gyan yoga. Whatever we have, we should use as a service to the Supreme Person. It is advised in the Bhagavad Gita, svakarmana tam abhyarchya. One should try to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead by one's assets. There are many forms of the Supreme Lord, and anyone can render service unto him according to the best of his ability. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 23rd chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Devahuti's Lamentation. Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, Chapter 24, The Renunciation of Kardamamuni. Texts 1 and 2. Recalling the words of Lord Vishnu, the merciful sage Kardama replied as follows to Swayambhuvamanu's praiseworthy daughter, Devahuti, who was speaking words full of renunciation. The sage said, Do not be disappointed with yourself, O princess. You are actually praiseworthy. The infallible Supreme Personality of Godhead will shortly enter your womb as your son. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kardamamoni encouraged his wife not to be sorry, thinking herself unfortunate because the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by his incarnation, was going to come from her body. Text 3 You have undertaken sacred vows. God will bless you. Hence, you should worship the Lord with great faith, through sensory control, religious observances, austerities, and gifts of your money, in charity. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In order to spiritually advance or to achieve the mercy of the Lord, one must be self-controlled in the following manner. He must be restrained in sense gratification and must follow the rules and regulations of religious principles without austerity and penances, and without sacrificing one's riches, one cannot achieve the mercy of the Supreme Lord. Kardamamoni advised his wife, You have to factually engage in devotional service with austerity and penance, following the religious principles, and giving charity. Then the Supreme Lord will be pleased with you 
and he will come as your son. Text 4 The personality of Godhead, being worshipped by you, will spread my name and fame. He will vanquish the knot of your heart by becoming your son and teaching knowledge of Brahman. Purport by Srila Prabhupada When the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes to disseminate spiritual knowledge for the benefit of all people, he generally descends as the son of a devotee, being pleased by the devotee's devotional service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the father of everyone. Therefore, no one is his father. But, by his inconceivable energy, he accepts some of his devotees as his parents and descendants. It is explained here that spiritual knowledge vanquishes the knot of the heart. Matter and spirit are knotted by false ego. This identification of one's self with matter, which is called Hridaya Granthi, exists for all conditioned souls, and it becomes more and more tightened when there is too much affection for sex life. The explanation was given by Lord Brishaba to his sons that this material world is an atmosphere of attraction between the male and female. That attraction takes the shape of a knot in the heart, and by material affection, it becomes still more tight. For people who hanker after material possessions, society, friendship, and love, this knot of affection becomes very strong. It is only by Brahma Bhavana, the instructions by which spiritual knowledge is enhanced, that this knot in the heart is cut into pieces. No material weapon is needed to cut this knot, but it requires bona fide spiritual instruction. Kardamamuni instructed his wife, Devahuti, that the Lord would appear as her son and disseminate spiritual knowledge to cut the knot of material identification. Text 5. Sri Maitreya said, Devahuti was fully faithful and respectful toward the direction of her husband, Kardama, who was one of the Prajapatis, or generators of human beings in the universe. O great sage, she thus began to worship the master of the universe, the supreme personality of Godhead, who is situated in everyone's heart. Purport by Srila Prabhupada This is the process of spiritual realization. One has to receive the instructions from a bona fide spiritual master. Kardamamuni was Devahuti's husband, but because he instructed her how to achieve spiritual perfection, he naturally became her spiritual master also. 
there are many instances wherein the husband becomes the spiritual master. Lord Shiva also is the spiritual master of his consort, Parvati. A husband should be so enlightened that he should become the spiritual master of his wife in order to enlighten her in the advancement of Krishna consciousness. Generally, Stri, or a woman, is less intelligent than man. Therefore, if the husband is intelligent enough, the woman gets a great opportunity for spiritual enlightenment. Here it is clearly said, Samyak Shraddhaya, that with great faith one should receive knowledge from the spiritual master, and with great faith execute the performance of service. Srila Visvanath Chakrabarti Thakur, in his commentary on Bhagavad Gita, has especially stressed the instructions of the spiritual master. One should accept the instruction of the spiritual master as one's life and soul. Whether one is liberated or not liberated, one should execute the instructions of the spiritual master with great faith. It is also stated that the Lord is situated in everyone's heart. One does not have to seek the Lord outside. He is already there. One simply has to concentrate on one's worship and good faith, as instructed by the bona fide spiritual master, and one's efforts will come out successfully. It is also clear that the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not appear as an ordinary child. He appears as he is. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, he appears by his own internal potency, Atma-maya. And how does he appear? He appears when he is pleased by the worship of a devotee. A devotee may ask the Lord to appear as her son. The Lord is already sitting within the heart, and if he comes out from the body of a devotee, it does not mean that that particular woman becomes his mother in the material sense. He is always there. But in order to please his devotee, he appears as her son. Text 6 After many, many years, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Madhusudana, the killer of the demon Madhu, having entered into the semen of Kardama, appeared in Devahuti, just as fire comes from wood in a sacrifice. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is clearly stated here that the Lord is always the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although he appeared as the son of Kardamamuni. Fire is already present in wood, but by a certain process, fire is kindled. Similarly, God is all-pervading. He is everywhere. And since he may come out from everything, he appeared in his devotee's semen. Just as an ordinary living entity takes birth by taking shelter in the semen of a certain living entity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts the shelter of the semen of his devotee and comes out 
as his son. This manifests his full independence to act in any way, and it does not mean that he is an ordinary living entity forced to take birth in a certain type of womb. Lord Nishringa appeared from the pillar of Haranyakasipu's palace. Lord Varaha appeared from the nostril of Brahma, and Lord Kapila appeared from the semen of Kardama. But this does not mean that the nostril of Brahma, or the pillar of Haranyakasipu's palace, or the semen of Kardamamuni, is the source of the appearance of the Lord. The Lord is always the Lord. Bhagavan Madhusudana, he is the killer of all kinds of demons, and he always remains the Lord, even if he appears as the son of a particular devotee. The word kardamam is significant, for it indicates that the Lord had some devotional affection or relationship in devotional service with kardama and devahuti. But we should not mistakenly understand that he was born just like an ordinary living entity from the semen of Kardamamuni in the womb of Devahuti. Texts 7 and 8 At the time of his descent on earth, demigods in the form of raining clouds sounded musical instruments in the sky. The celestial musicians, the Gandharvas, sang the glories of the Lord, while celestial dancing girls known as Apsaras danced in joyful ecstasy. At the time of the Lord's appearance, the demigods flying freely in the sky showered flowers. All the directions, all the waters, and everyone's mind became very satisfied. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is learned herewith that in the higher sky there are living entities who can travel through the air without being hampered. Although we can travel in outer space, we are hampered by so many impediments, but they are not. We learn from the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam that the inhabitants of the planet called Siddhaloka can travel in space from one planet to another without impediment. They showered flowers on the earth when Lord Kapila, the son of Kardama, appeared. Text 9. Brahma, the firstborn living being, went along with Marichi and other sages to the place of Kardama's hermitage, which was surrounded by the river Saraswati. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Brahma is called Swayambhu because he is not born of any material father and mother. He is the first living creature and is born from the lotus which grows from the abdomen of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Garbhodakshai Vishnu. 
Therefore, he is called Swayambhu, self-born. 